What's good, everybody? It's your boy, B-L-A-K-K-A. Man, it has been a long seven-day hiatus, man. I had, to t- I had to step away from the mic for a while, man, I swear. Um, I'm a one-man show. I'm a one-man army, so I do everything. I do everything from editing to research. My research takes me, like, probably maybe an hour, hour and a half just to do a 30-minute show. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, just putting everything together just to bring it to you guys, promoting all types of shit, man. And, uh, you know, most of the time I take probably like maybe two or three days, especially during the weekends, you know what I'm saying, to get my thoughts together and all that kind of shit, you know. But uh, the cities across America opened up uh, to some degree. This past weekend, uh, there were some cities that opened, I guess, a week prior or earlier that week or whatever. But nevertheless, uh, here in good old Virginia, cities opened up this past weekend. And and uh, so, like, my earlier podcast and shit, I was talking to people about social distancing and all of that kind of shit and how idiotic America can be in the sense of, you know, not preparing themselves for this second bubble that's going to come during the fall of the year. And I fell, ladies and gentlemen, I fell right into that idiocracy (laughs) that I tried to warn everybody else about. I, I, I fell right into that shit, man. Let me explain. So, uh, I went to go visit some friends and family this weekend. A friend of mine uh, had his 45th birthday. Shout out to my homeboy, Terry Dixon. What's good, bro? And uh, so I told myself before I, before I left, I was like, okay, um, make sure you take your mask and your gloves, hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? Which I pretty much did all that shit. But I also had told myself, I was like, okay, you're going to limit your blunt smoking with a bunch of people or you're going to try to limit, just limit yourself from as much contact as possible, but still have fun. And man, I got to tell you, like the moment my car pulled up, man, I took uh, one of my daughters, uh, my granddaughter and my son with me and I, you know, the moment we stepped out the car, man, you know what I'm saying, it was just love right there, like, boom. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it was like social distancing just went directly out the window amongst me, you know what I'm saying, my fam, everything, man. And uh, I'm quite sure I am not the only one who did this this past weekend, you know what I'm saying? I'm quite sure hundreds, if not thousands, and sadly, if not thousands, uh, millions probably did the same shit I did this weekend, and uh, you know, I, I I had fun. Nevertheless, it was it was a it was a damn good party. 
Um, we partied all night long. <laughs> I think I smoked more marijuana in 24 hours than I did in six months. You know, but uh, it was it was a damn good party, man. I, you know, so got a chance to see some people, got a chance to see my family, some of my family anyway, and uh, friends, people I haven't seen in God knows when, man. But yeah, the the, the whole uh, social distancing went out the window. Went out the window. Uh, one of my relatives, uh, one of my older sisters, didn't. Uh, take too kind to it. <laughs> I don't think she took too kind to it. We, we we took a couple of photos and it was like a bunch of people. There was nobody was six inches apart, much less six feet. But you know, it is what it is. You know, every, every, everybody uh, had a good time. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, you know, you know it is what it is, man. Like I said, I'm quite sure I'm not the only one. Who fucked up and just put social distancing to the side this past weekend, man. I'm quite sure I'm not the only one who did. But, you know what, I am going to learn from that. And, you know, from this point forward, I can assure you that, you know, I will be properly wearing my mask and my my, my gloves and my hand sanitizer and all that kind of crazy stuff like that, y'all. But, uh... I'm also going to be this is this is season number three. This is the first episode of season number three. And uh as always, I'm in Lynchburg City and it's rainy like crazy. It's gloomy. If I sound gloomy, if I sound sluggish, it's it's because I had a, a, a long seven days, man. I swear. I got a lot of things done in the seven days. I ended up putting I was able to put uh some music uh upgraded my music rather in my car and the uh, guy that I let upgrade the music almost burnt my shit out so I had to let somebody else rewire it and uh yeah but um aside from that I'm, I'm gonna be also as far as like this show I'm gonna be bringing you guys I promise I'm gonna be bringing you guys guests this season um I'm also gonna have a couple females that's going to be uh doing things like bringing you guys things like DIY do it yourself on things uh baking and cooking recipes and stuff like that I'm also gonna have uh local hip-hop artists interviews and I'm also gonna have them uh, promote their music and stuff like that as well. I mean, I'm going to have people from all walks of life, from all different back backgrounds and platforms. And uh, some of the stuff that they're going to be saying, you guys are going to agree with. And some of the things that they're going to be saying, some of you guys may not agree with. But that's pretty much how I like to do my show. I like to keep people talking about whatever it is that I'm talking about. You know, I like people to tune in and, you know, learn something. I like people to tune in and laugh at something. I like people to tune in and get pissed off at me. You know what I mean? It's, it's all good to me. I'm a journalist. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a reporter. I'm an anchor. This is what I do. This is what I love. I'm not biased towards one particular group anything like that I, I i give everybody an even playing field i don't care what your creed religion your background is your color your race sex whatever if you have something to say you're more than welcome to uh go to anchor.fm slash clockwise of course you got to do that and you got to favorite this sh- 
favorite the show and if you favorite the show then uh you can chime in whenever you want you can send a voice message you know what i mean if you want to speak about something that i spoke on fine and dandy if you want to uh speak about a topic that you want to shed the light or something like that fine and dandy i'll play it and people from all over the world will hear it and give their input so i you know i hope this season here was just as great i hope this season here is going to be just as great as uh the previous two seasons now enough about me and my seven day adventure uh i want to jump in into a couple topics here now a couple of these topics here that i'm going to chime in on yo are some uh old topics uh from i guess from like the weekend or something like that but uh you know, when you step away from your job, sometimes you still have a tendency to peek to see if shit going on. At least, at least I do. And you know, research is just something that I do, man. So I saw these topics, and every time I saw these topics, I just wanted to start my season right then. And I was like, you know what? Nope. I said Wednesday, so that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. Wait till Wednesday. But however, I gotta speak upon what the fuck is going on in the NFL. Like what the fuck is going? Like it has 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 this uh, COVID nineteen? Like has has shit gotten that bad to where now uh, millionaires or semi millionaires gotta rob motherfuckers at dice games and shit like that, man? So like I like when I started to read that shit, and I was like, okay, bail has been set for DeAndre Baker of the New York Giants and Quentin Dunbar of the Seattle Seahawks. What the fuck going on? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, according to the uh, the reports, they uh, turned themselves in into the police on Saturday. Uh, warrants were uh, for them on armed robbery. So I'm like, damn. So according to ESPN, Broward County Judge Michael Davis set bail for Dunbar at a hundred thousand dollars total, which uh, comp- comprises to twenty five thousand for each of his four armed robbery charges. Bail for uh, Baker was set at two hundred thousand. Or $25,000 for each of his four armed robbery charges as well. And four aggravated assault charges. And all of this shit was with the firearm, man. So, like, I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Like, these guys. And, 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 you know, a lot of times, man, people think everybody that plays in the NFL is rich. But that's not the case, man. I've heard, you know what I'm saying, stories by watching documentaries and shit like that, man. And I've also heard anchors and reporters that are very close to these ball players, man, speak about how these guys live paycheck to paycheck. Some of them, you know what I'm saying? Not all, but some of them. Those those contracts, and especially in the NFL, they are not what they seem. When you see these guys signing for multi-years and it's for like a hundred plus million dollars, they're not getting the whole one hundred plus million million dollars. The only the only part of that contract that's guaranteed to these players is the signing bonus. So that's what a lot of those guys going for. Case in fact, with the uh, Dak Prescott situation down in Dallas, Texas, um, you know, what they're offering him, they're offering him thirty-three million dollars a year, and I'm and, and uh, the reports is right. I don't think that's what Dak is bitching about. I think what Dak is bitching about is how much guaranteed money can he get on a multi-year deal. And I think that's what's the hold up in the contract right now. Because the back end of that contract is just inflated with numbers. That's it. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to, by the time he get to, you know, the back end of the contract, they're going to reconstruct this contract anyway. So he's never going to 
fully play out a whole contract unless it's like a one-year deal and then they decide to do something else with him but aside from that you know you know before I get away from this story entirely um yeah a lot of these guys ain't rich now that don't mean that they have to go out here and commit these type of crimes right here man this was just stupid on both of them and so uh baker and dunbar they uh have been accused of robbing an illegal dice game with uh 15 to 20 people in uh miramar florida on wednesday of last week i guess and uh, along with a third man who uh, has not been identified, Baker allegedly pulled out a gun and told Dunbar and the third man who was wearing a red mask to start robbing the other guests. Now, no shots were fired, though multiple witnesses said that the, said uh, in the affidavits that Baker instructed the man in the red mask to shoot somebody uh, who had just entered the house. And that, that right there was crazy as fuck. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the dude did it or not, but that right there is crazy as fuck, man. Like, that's some... You know, a lot of these guys, they come from the inner city. A lot of these guys... I've, I've been in dice games, you know what I'm saying? And I have a certain amount I bring in that bitch. And if I if I lose all of that, then I'm, I'm, I'm walking up out there. No harm, no, no foul. You know what I mean? But if I win pretty much... What I brung in there or a little bit more, then I'm walking up out there. There's no sense for me to continue to stay in there because one or two things gonna happen. Either you're gonna lose everything or it's the possibilities of us getting robbed. You know what I mean? And, and in, this, in that case there with uh, Quentin Dunbar and uh, uh, Baker, shit, that's what happened. And they looking at a whole bunch of charges, man. So the fact that they turned themselves in, man, just let me know that, okay. <laughs> You know, it's a lot of evidence pointing these guys' way, man. So I'm definitely going to continue to keep up with that story right there. And uh, their, 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 their NFL careers, you know what I'm saying, are, are uh, pretty much, I'm not going to say 100% over because, as we all know, the NFL would pretty much let anybody play football as long as you can produce. You know what I mean? Uh, or anybody with the exception of Colin Kaepernick. But, uh, yeah, that, that's some crazy shit right there, man. And and to continue, you know, on the whole football thing, you got the Bills defensive tackle, Ed Oliver. He was arrested on a uh, DUI charge, unlawfully, char- and, and, uh, unlawfully carrying a handgun. Now, according to the Montgomery County Police report, uh, Oliver, who is 22 years old, was pulled over on uh, State Highway 242 after a concerned motorist called 911 to report a uh that a white ford super duty pickup truck with a dune buggy on the back of it was driving erratically and speeding throughout a 45 mile an hour construction zone and uh when he was pulled over reportedly uh oliver reportedly had an open beer between his legs and uh asked to do a field sobriety test officers at the scene weren't sure if he was impaired by the alcohol or another substance now that's crazy right there within itself and uh a search of the car turned up a pistol and oliver was uh booked on a weapons charge in addition to a dui so man you know these guys got a lot of time on their hands and 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 you know the the NFL, the image of the NFL, man, whether it's the league's own doing or the players, like, they take a lot of black eyes year in and year out. They drop the ball on domestic violence. They, you know, they drop the ball when it came to 
you know, the racial disparities when it comes to GMs and head coaches and things of that nature. And now they are like really, really they're, they're trying to clean up their image, but at the same time, they got so much fucking baggage with them. And uh, they're, they're, they're implementing a rule as I speak. They are, well, they haven't, imp- well, they're implementing the rule, but they're also adding on to the Rooney rule as to, uh, as for the Rooney rule originally was for uh, organizations that had head coaching vacancies to interview give a minority a serious interview you know what i'm saying and a lot of those good old boys they got around that so they would give the brother you know what i'm saying whether he was hispanic or black or whatever the case may be they would give him an interview but the whole time they knew that they weren't gonna hire him they were just following protocol you know what i mean so now with new implications uh if I'm correct, I, it may have something to do with draft picks or something like that. You're going to, for those who interview and who give an interview and uh, actually hire a minority, whether it's in the office or uh, coordinating or actual head coaching, they're going to be rewarded, basically. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's a fucking shame that you have to reward a bunch of fucking billionaires to do the right thing. But I guess that's the time and era and country that we live in. But aside from that, you know, you got a lot of NFL players right now, man, doing some crazy shit. And uh, I'm quite sure the league can't wait for things to start opening up so that they can get their season on the way. And I'm quite sure a lot of the players can't wait to get back to work as well for obvious reasons whether it's just to get away from home to start back making money or you know you know just can't wait to get back to the love of the game but uh nevertheless man you got some nfl players out there right now that's doing some crazy ass shit man and the longer shit stays on lockdown or the longer this uh, virus stays around, it's probably going to get worse. You would have thought you would have heard some crazy shit from the uh, NBA guys being that they've been sitting around for God knows how long. But nope, it's been the NFL guys, man. That's crazy. But speaking of NBA, man, so listen, I'm quite sure all of, all of the listeners by now, if not, most of y'all have probably... Uh, looked at the uh, Last Dance documentary, the 10 part docuseries with uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, The Last Dance. Everybody has been speaking about it. Uh, everybody from, you know, cats in the barbershop to motherfuckers who played against them, uh, coached against them, who even played on his team. A lot of people had a lot of bad shit to say about MJ, especially it came from like ex teammates. Especially Horace Grant calling MJ a snitch. I don't know what's going on with the word snitch now, but everybody seems to be using it. Everybody from Horace Grant to Takashi 69 to Snoop Dogg and many more. But, uh, man, it was a hell of a docuseries. But uh, for those who are my age group, y'all, I'm quite sure y'all remember the uh, epic slash infamous slash legendary flu game. Well, uh, reports are saying that that Michael J- Michael Jordan actually didn't have the flu. They said he was uh, he had ate some bad pizza from a, a shop downtown in Chicago <laughs> or or Utah. I forgot exactly where they were playing. 
that game that night. But uh, yeah, he said uh, he said he said uh, you know, he remembers uh, he was dealing with flu-like symptoms, or at least that's what he thought before a crucial game five against the uh, Utah Jazz, and fought through a pain for a 38-point performance to give the Bulls a 3-2 lead. But uh, MJ's trainer Tim Grover, Grover, he had revered, revered that uh, it was actually food poisoning, not the flu that had gave Jordan, you know, that had put him up under the weather. After a late night order from a on, uh, from the only pizza shop that was open, and uh, when the uh, pizza was delivered, Grover says five dudes pulled up in Jordan's pulled up to Jordan's hotel room and the trainer hinted that there could have been some uh that there could have been something fishing go- fishy going on saying uh I've got a bad feeling about this now my thing is if he felt like five dudes pull up to his door and you feel like something ain't right about it you know what I'm saying why you gonna let him eat the pizza you know what I'm saying you get you got to treat MJ and that's in that in that situation right there you got to treat Oh boy, MJ like like he the president. So, uh, Mr. Trainer Tim Grover, I'm gonna need you to eat a slice of this pizza first. You know what I mean? Now, now Tim could have a, if this is true, Tim could have a, Tim could have had a cast iron stomach and be like, well, shit, tastes pretty good to me, like my step pops used to say. But uh, yeah, Grover's uh instincts were right and 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 caused MJ because uh MJ had woke up around 2 a.m. He said throwing up. From uh, left to right and shit. So, you know, that's that's crazy right there within itself, man. It's it's uh, <laughs> that's a crazy story. I swear that's a crazy story, man. Cause I always thought it was the flu that he had. I've never had uh, food poisoning a day in my life, but I have had the flu, and I know what flu-like symptoms look like. And the way that I mean, you know, what I'm saying it, the way he was like sweating. It, I, I knew he was playing basketball at the time, you know what I'm saying? But when you have these type of symptoms and you're sick like that, you can, you know what I'm saying, you can sweat like crazy as well. But only Michael Jordan really knows, and I guess the doctors who examined him or whatever, like, those are the only two cats that, that that you know, really know. So if, if MJ says, yo, I had the flu, then fuck it. That's, who I'm, that's what I'm riding with. That's who I'm riding with. Because whether it was food poisoning or, or the flu for real though, it was one of his greatest games. It was everybody, you know, it's been dabbed, it's been labeled as the flu game. Uh, no matter what these reports right here say, I think it's gonna continue to be labeled as the flu game because of the mystique that surrounds it. Your airiness. Hey man, coming up on the six cents, yo, 50 cent versus the street artists. On finding money on the side of the road and a Waffle House shooting. And you're gonna be listening to The Sixth Sense, as always, with your boy Blacker. So check this shit out, man. So have, have, I, I did a report on this one time before, yo. Um, the street artist, his name is Lushix, and he's from Australia. And he, for some apparent reason, he got this beef with 50 Cent, man. So all he does is that he spends time and money uh, making mur- murals of 50, but they they be combined with like 
people that 50 got beef with and shit. Now, he also does murals for other people, but right now, what's really got this guy popping on, like, Instagram and, and, and Facebook and all that shit is the, is the, the, uh, the beef that he got with 50 Cent right now. Now, I, my, the last time I reported on this cat, yo, like I said, he did the mural of uh, 50 and... Uh, uh, Takashi 69 and he combined their faces together man and I thought that was some of the funniest shit yo that I had seen so that shit that pissed 50 cent off man so he like you know what I'm saying like 50 really want to get at this cat yo he talking about sending goons at him and some more shit yo so you would have thought that would have scared off the cat Lushix he has a, a crazy ass name to pronounce man but uh the cat from Australia the artist from Australia you would have thought that shit would have scared him off man but nope this motherfucker back at it again, yo. So now he has done a mural of 50 Cent and Mike Tyson's face together, yo. Ayo, hey, for those who haven't seen this shit, man, go to go to IG. Go to IG. Check that shit out, yo. I swear you're gonna laugh your ass off, man. And and and, 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 and you know, 50 is pissed off again, yo. And at the bottom of the uh he, he has a little sub subtext at the bottom, and the shit says 50 Cent. <laughs> Aries 50 T-H-E-N-T So he's speaking like Mike Tyson You know what I'm saying So I guess this shit went something like 50 think You know what I'm saying Some shit like that or whatever But uh Yo man This shit is funny yo I don't see this cat stopping no time soon Um You know This shit Like I said It's funny People looking at it People laughing at it 50 is getting tired of it but yo, man, the best way I think that for the shit to die down, man, is for 50 to just like embrace the shit. You know what I'm saying? Fly the motherfucker over to the United States, man. Take, you know, take them on a shopping spree. Have them do a have them do a mural of you. You know what I'm saying? You put the shit up in your crib. You know what I'm saying? And leave it as that. And I guarantee you, you know what I'm saying, dude, to stop fucking with you. But Basically, only thing you about to do now is put money in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody is going to start watching this shit. And the next thing you know, motherfuckers is going to want to pay him anyway to do shit for him. So you're basically helping him promote himself by talking about, hey, you want to whoop his ass and all that shit. I mean, come on, man. This shit's funny, 50. You some big bad cat. Hey, dude, you got shot nine times. You got shot nine times. And this shit right here, this right here is what irk you? For real? Hey, yo, check this shit out. A Virginia family finds nearly $1 million in bags on the road driving, doing a driving shit. So a family suffering from cabin fever due to the coronavirus lockdown in Virginia went out for a drive on Saturday and stumbled upon two bags of cash totaling nearly uh, $1 million, yo. And in an almost Hollywood-style plot twist, David and Emily Schwartz of Caroline County were driving with their children and found the bags lying out in the uh, middle of the street. And the wheels of their pickup drove over what they thought was trash, according to uh, Fox 5 DC. After stopping and putting the bags in the car, they kept on driving. So, they never reported... uh, whether or not there was, it, it was never reported. Rather, whether or not uh, it was like bank robbery money or anything like that. Um, it wasn't until they arrived home actually, and uh, 
examined the contents that they were that they had realized that the bags were stuffed with cash. And so I'm gonna, you know, they turned it in to the police, you know, like me personally, and that's the that's the million dollar question. Like if you were to find a big ass bag of cash or a large sum of money, a briefcase or anything like that. Or hell, even if you was to, if you was to find bags that read Bank of America or Brinks, you know what I'm saying? And you found it in an area where, you know, cameras nobody around whatever the shit dude what do you do do you do you keep that money what do you do with it do you keep it do you turn it in or what you know what i mean me personally i know sometimes i i probably speak for millions when i say hey i'm, I'm pocketing that you know what i mean but there's a side of me because of when i was a kid what i saw uh this courageous act my uh, stepfather had performed, man. We were in New Jersey uh, waiting on my mom. She was shopping or whatever, and we are sitting in the car waiting. And this woman, she walks out the store, and uh, this is probably during the winter time of the year, and uh, the wind blows very hard, blows the money out of her hand. So my stepfather, he jumps out the car, and I'm like, all right, he going to pick this money up, man. Yeah, you're going to keep this. And lo and behold, he picked up as much money as he possibly could, and he tracked that woman down and gave her every penny that he picked up, man. That's what he did. And 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 honestly, when I saw that shit, my first instinct was like, man, what the fuck did you do that for? But it quickly went from that to, yo, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? And I found myself a lot of my kindness as far as like giving the homeless and all that kind of shit man it stems from people like uh my stepfather and his mom you know what i mean <laughs> and i was just tripping with my sister this past weekend about the homeless guy named tommy that we used to feed in the park when my grandmother would come home from church and shit <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah man so you know it's a it's a double-edged sword man like you know do you give it back? Don't you? Do you give it back? Don't you? Whatever case may be. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one right there, yo. But check this shit out, man. The Waffle House shooter was told to wear a mask in Colorado. So, and this shit has been happening. I, I, you know, on my seven-day hiatus, uh, you know, I still kept up with the news and shit like that, man. And and even before I had took the seven days, I had did a, uh, a story about, you know, People not wanting to wear masks and shit like that, man. And, and and it's fucked up that it's become deadly. It's become violent. Like like employees have lost their lives for literally doing their fucking job. You know what I mean? They don't pay me enough to work in a restaurant anyway. And 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 now, you know what I'm saying, my life is in jeopardy all because this asshole refuses to follow protocol. So uh, it was a guy, it was a 27-year-old by the name of Kelvin Watson attempted to purchase takeout food when he was told by a cook that he could not order without, you know what I'm saying, wearing a mask and shit. So this motherfucker, he, he you know what I'm saying, he, now he didn't kill anybody, you know what I'm saying, he didn't kill the employee, but he did shoot him, you know what I'm saying, and and it's fucked up, yo, because you got, you got people, like, 
when this whole lockdown shit came into effect, I'm gonna be real with you. Call me stupid or just not up to date or whatever, but I didn't see this shit happening. Like all this violence and chaos and, and protesting and shit like that. I thought I thought people in America who claims to be number one and, and, and super educated and everything. Like I ain't seen none of this shit happening. Black, white, none of that shit. I did not see any of this shit happening. I did not see people protesting in front of a gym because they want to work out. You know what I'm saying? I did not see people storming the Capitol Hill with assault rifles and all of this kind of shit. I didn't see people protesting stay-at-home policies and all of that. I thought people were smart enough because they heard the numbers and heard how the shit just kept climbing and climbing and climbing that you wanted to be as safe as possible. When the doctors were telling everybody, hey, you don't have to wear a mask, all you fucks that were protesting were like, yeah, we need to wear a mask and started wearing masks. These same fucks that are protesting are some of the same people that were standing in fucking lines, buying up all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? It was some of the same fucking people before the stay-at-home policies took effect were getting mad at people that didn't have masks. It's some of the same fucking people. People are comparing stay-at-home policies to slavery. Jail. Penitentiary. I can assure you, now, I've never dealt with slavery. But as far as being locked up, I've dealt with that. And I can assure you, and I probably speak for every fucking prisoner in this world, the, the stay-at-home policy and being locked up in prison is two different fucking things. Because your stay-at-home policy still had you, you were still able to go out and about. You just had to keep the distance. What is the harm in wearing a fucking mask? What, you want to die from this shit? Really? What's the harm in going into a store and wearing a mask? If anything, you would want your employees that's fixing the food to wear a mask and gloves. So why wouldn't yourself want to wear a mask and gloves? Everything doesn't have to be about First Amendment. Everything doesn't have to be about, you know, I have the right. Just because you have the right not to wear the mask. Okay, I get it. You have the fucking right not to wear the mask. It doesn't make it right to shoot somebody because their restaurant policy says that you are required to wear this. You are required to wear this. If you were sitting in your car and I was handing you this shit from a window and you had and you didn't have your mask on, okay, cool, fine and dandy. But you're walking inside the establishment. So if you're going to walk inside the establishment, then you have to play by the establishment's rules. And if you don't want to, fine, just leave. But to shoot some fucking body because you don't want to wear a mask, to protest on the sidewalks, the very same sidewalks that are already dirty anyway, because you want to work out in the gym. You want to do all this bitching and whining and moaning and complaining because you want to go outside and play. Okay, the cities are open back up. Take your asses back outside and play. But come this fall, when you turn your fucking TV on and this shit is at its all time worst 
and your ass, some of the same fuckers that was out there protesting, shooting people, fighting people, all that bullshit. When you dumb fucks test positive, then what? At some point in time, people, including myself, because I fucked up this past weekend. At some point in time, we all must take this shit serious. Or we ain't gonna be around. And on that note, I wanna thank y'all as always. Listen to your boy. This is the Sixth Sense. I'm out. Peace. Fuck no, no way, no how.